0: You're listening to Around the King's Table,
1: a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus.
0: I'm Brian and I'm George and today we are going to be continuing our series look at the book in first Timothy and we're going to be finishing out in fact uh, chapter three yeah so the last three verses we're only going to handle just three three verses verses Uh, we also have a basketball tournament happening right outside our window so if you uh, hear some dribbling that is neither me or George it's not. We're not dribbling. We're not doing like Pete Maravich. He's like, oh, dribbling the basketball. Right. Everywhere he went. Do you know who Pete Maravich is? No idea is? who you're talking about. <laughs> we got to talk. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go here with First Timothy chapter 3, beginning in verse 14. Yeah. Do uh, you want to try to maybe catch us up a little bit? Do you want to catch the flow into these verses? Yeah. So he's kind of
1: set off that, he, that there are some opponents who are, who are commanding or, or, or telling people that they need to um, kind of cut out, be, be more ascetic and cut out some, you know, just regular physical things that are, are normal like marriage and, and a couple other things here. So he's already had to deal with that a little bit. Um, he wants to set up um, a, a situation where the, uh, the church there can live yeah. and proclaim the gospel without being hindered, mm-hmm. not being opposed Um, in insofar as you know they they they're faithful to the gospel that they can live lives that that speak well of that gospel um and so he's he's showing a concern for the church to be established and so Mm -hmm. as he does that he starts talking you know men and women how they behave regarding one another how the whole church (coughs) submits to one another and then specific leadership roles and servant roles that are going to help establish the church and make it you know sort of last in the long term Mm -hmm. um and following a pattern that is then consistent for all the churches that paul is really um planting um and helping to grow so it's not just a one-off this is going to be a consistent pattern he kind of gets into that you know as we go on here Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's i think that that brings us up to where we are you know he's really you know started to you know he's finalized these are sort of the leaders the what we might call offices Mm -hmm. And he's done that. That that's finished, and now we move on to what he kind of he's going to reiterate. You know, why am I writing in the first place? You know, Mm. what are what are we doing here? Why why are we dealing with this letter?
0: Right. So maybe not the purpose statement of of first Timothy, yeah. uh, But one of them, one of them. There is a purpose statement in here for his writing. Yeah. So why don't we go to it? Uh, Chapter three, again, verse fourteen. He says, "I hope to come to you soon." Mm -hmm. It sounds like the beginning of the letter. That's yeah. not the beginning of the letter. not the it's beginning. It's kind order. of bringing us yeah.
1: back. Yeah. yeah, He kind of wanted to do a an digression, yeah. and now he's back.
0: He yeah. did. And I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these things to mm-hmm. you. So very, it sounds very like Johannine here. I'm writing yeah. these things to you so that. Uh, yeah. Sorry. That's like First John. If you go to 1 yeah. John, you'll hear John. So that you might like believe that, that Jesus right. is the Christ. That's so. right. Yeah. I'm writing these things to you so that. So here comes the purpose statement. If I delay... My purpose for you will not delay. Right. You may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of truth. So that's verses fourteen and fifteen was we'll yep. there, and let's just yep. like parse those out.
1: Yeah. So I mean, how <laughs> so that you might may know how one ought to behave has yes. has a double pointed direction. Mm. So he's already he's pointing back to what he's already said. Um, yeah. And he's pointing forward to what he's really going to be spending the rest of the letter doing. This is actually the high point of the letter, sort of the the, the peak. And from now on, he's just kind yeah. of what does that got, what does that look like? That's right. Um, how how people should behave in the church. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so behavior. Can you just pause there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a distinct behavior. Yes. For Christians gathered yeah. as a church. Yes. Um, you mentioned this a little bit, kind of leading into these verses. We'll come back to it here. Uh, but we talk about the behavior uh, of a church where a lot of times think, I think the we think about the behavior that sets us apart from the world uh-huh. as Christians, as followers of Christ. So I think that's where we most easily go when we think of behavior our behavior as Christians uh-huh. uh, or as a church. But one thing that you also mentioned, there's another aspect to our behavior, and that's how we behave in the context of a local church, right? inside the local church. So there's going to be a distinctiveness between the world yeah. and the church, but then there's also to be a, an, um, an orderliness uh-huh. in the context of the local church, a way yeah. that we behave towards one another that um, creates a distinct gospel culture within the body right? that does also set us apart from... Yeah. the world.
1: And of course that's a that's a that's a hard thing to to do as well. We we can very easily mistake the culture that we have from the area that's kind of merged a little bit with the church and and every church will have some part of culture that's unique because of the context it finds itself in. Yeah. And some part that is actually just unique to the church. Um, and sometimes we have, to, we, we have to be careful there. I don't think he's you know, necessarily trying to, to differentiate those things. Um, he's certainly trying to, to set up what he's already kind of done you know, when we talked about leaders and when we talked about you know, submission among the ch- members of the church. We talked about things where it was really more than just local context. Um, where he set up really that you know these, some of this is in the creation order, some of this is in you know these kind of things that are more global, and I think his intention here is is kind of reinforcing that idea that this is how churches should behave. This isn't just how your church should behave. Mm. Um, this isn't just how I want you to make things happen. This is right. how churches at large um, should behave. How how they should operate.
0: Right. When we come down uh, into verse sixteen, I think he's he's going to actually substitute behave for another word. here. Mm. Godliness, yeah. I think those are are, are going together there. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to bring up then uh, on just the titles that he gives here to yeah. uh, to the church?
1: They're pretty big. I mean, yeah, yeah. So he's it's it's the church of the living God. So this household um, of God mm-hmm.
0: is household. then equated
1: with being a church of the living God. Yeah. So I think it's it, these are these are helpful. I mean, a household is a very specific thing mm-hmm. in in a Roman context. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as you, you deal with this particular locale that, that uh, Timothy finds himself in, um, that's pretty important that it's a, a household. Um, but then he also does make it, it's this, this assembly, this gathering, mm-hmm. um, this, this ecclesia of the living God. So again, we're, we're, we're kind of heading towards, again, we're, we're not quite there, but we're heading towards you know, mystery of godliness and then how the spirit behaves. But we ultimately have a, a living God who's actually governing a living community. Um, Mm -hmm. um, that he is calling together. He's bringing forward.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Household 2, I think, is a reference to the grace of adoption. Yeah. Um, Again, he he mentions this a few times in chapter 3 alone. Uh, when he's talking about elders and also about deacons, yep, he talks about elders. He says in three uh, five, if someone does not know how to manage his own household Absolutely. well, mm-hmm. yeah, how will they care for God's church. So again, there's kind of like the yeah, intertwining the already. Church. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you don't know how to manage your own household well, how about managing God's church, His household? It's His family. But we know that it's a little bit different, right? We generate a family typically by uh natural birth natural Mm -hmm. generation in some instances there's adoption there's maybe fostering or whatever right um but with god it's it's all adoption it's all adoption that's right yeah so we were not part of the household of god at one time and then by the grace of god uh, he's received us into his family through jesus christ right yeah so he's created this household and with that of course going back to the issue of behavior uh, there's a certain behavior that is expected of those right. who are the children of God and not, yep. no longer the children of the devil or the world or sin or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So household of God, church of the living God. Mm-hmm. Um, again, church means it's a assembly. It's a, the gathering.
1: It, yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it is a, a gathering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, he's definitely, you know, talking people. We're not talking buildings here. We're, we're definitely talking a people called yeah. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. As uh, you like to say, not
0: just people. Not just people. Not just people. Yeah. Right? The church is not just an assembly, just a gathering of people. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but here he goes on. He, he says a pillar. Yeah. So I was thinking like the big Roman...
1: And, and that's exactly what you man. should. And I think that's why he really uses it because... I mean the columns. That, yeah. It's these big uh, columns. It's this impressive architecture that mm-hmm. would have been very noticeable in that area where timothy is yeah not um, buttress buttress is kind of the, the, yeah. the thing that props up the bottom
0: i guess we might not be as it's familiar not a with buttress buttress
1: yeah should we look it up
0: <laughs> i don't
1: <laughs> think it's i mean i think i have an idea but it is one of those
0: words that doesn't come up Let, let's let's look it up is buttress something that like Hold something in place?
1: I, I think it's the bottom piece that kind of... Keeps it from crashing. Keeps it, yeah, <laughs> I don't know.
0: So let's say a, a buttress.
1: A projecting support of you know, stone or brick built against a wall. So yeah, so if you yeah, think of you right. this, this thing around that's kind okay. of keeping it from all all the pressure yeah. causing it to collapse.
0: Yeah.
1: A so. pillar and buttress of truth. truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the truth, potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what we have here is... Um, he's writing these things so that if I delay you may know how I ought to behave in the household of God which is the church of the living God a pillar and buttress of the truth so it's going to be that thing that supports the truth going forward it, so it does story. set yeah. the church in a very particular role mm-hmm. um, and you know as we try to live Christian lives apart from that mm-hmm. church and household of God Hopefully we don't. Um, But as we do, we can expect to have things kind of crumbling around us, is really what Mm -hmm. Paul is saying. Um we're intended or meant um to live within that community. Um yeah.
0: How would you maybe uh draw up the relationship between behavior and truth? (laughs) How do (laughs) do those two things? They're they're linked, I guess might be the the
1: easiest Mm -hmm. way to put it. But I mean ultimately we we don't just do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Um, we may not necessarily operate by, you know, the Mosaic law in the same way that the Jews were, mm-hmm. um, but there is a there is a a law. There's a, a law that God has put into the Christian heart yeah. um, as it has made us into new creatures so that we could mm-hmm. actually live out that law before him, that we could actually be justified, made righteous, and according to that law. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, I've heard it put that we... Will behave according to what we believe. Yeah, like beliefs beliefs matter when it comes to behavior. Right, and I mean belief. I don't mean just like mere belief. Right, not I mean just like, assented. That's right. Truth, but like we actually conviction. believe about that. Yeah, yeah. If can have like real resolve, conviction about a body of doctrine that's going to yeah. impact the way that you live your life. Yeah. Uh, so those things. So I would just say here that it is critical uh, that we be teaching the truth. Yeah. Um, I think so. If, if, if the church is, I'll we'll just boil it down to a local context here. Uh, but if a local church is going to be behaving in a way that is becoming of God, the living mm-hmm. God, as, as a part of a, the family of God in this world, uh, I think it's imperative upon us that, that, that we are teaching the word of God. We are preaching the truth. Yeah. Uh, we are discipling by the truth. Uh, doctrine matters it does um so uh you know i think that's that's critical here the other the flip side of that, the, the doctrine yeah. is doctrine lived out in community that's really that? yeah i mean right. ultimately
1: the, the only church I, one of the authors i've been having to read recently but uh, goheen um it's really a, a book on missions but he's talking early church and basically the, he, yeah. he says that the primary thing um, that drove the mission forward was yeah. the character of local churches mm. Yeah, the local early churches—the way yeah. that they were community—made all the difference. Yeah.
0: So as I was going to say that—that's the flip side of it. It's kind of like we—we're wanting to uh, massage the truth into the heart, into the fabric of the body of Christ. Yeah. As the body of Christ then begins to live according to the truth, it reveals the truth. Right. The truth is made concrete. It's mm-hmm. it it is uh, I like the, the lived building out. analogy again. Yes. Doing right. well. You're doing well. Fleshed out. And, and, and as we come into verse, six, verse 16 in our passage, I think that becomes even more the connection there with right. uh, truth flesh out. The word flesh out yeah, that's good. Uh, becomes becomes even more uh, prominent for us. Uh, but, so I think those things are related. Belief and behavior, truth and, and life. Um, we want to teach the truth to form lives. And as those lives are formed, the truth is then revealed, is put on display. It's validated, vindicated. Right. Uh, before a watching world. Yeah. Um, so I would just bring all of that out from there as well. Okay. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. And so he comes to verse 16 and, and he says, so again, I think on the issue of behavior, what he's really after is what we call godliness. Okay. So he says, verse 16, great indeed we confess is the mystery of godliness. Right. Now, again, something that you like to draw out is that mystery now yeah, that's more
1: unveiling. It's making something revealed. revealed. Yep, which he's about to do. At me. least in Paul, right?
0: It's about he's about to do this, mm-hmm. right? In the rest of the verses, he's going to reveal the mystery uh, of, godliness. of godliness. How is it? Right, this is the question. Maybe preaching through the passage. At least in how I would maybe preach through it is the question that I would raise is how is it that we can become godly? Mm-hmm. How is it that people who who have been who are fallen, who are unregenerate at one time in their life, um, who are ungodly right mm-hmm. christ god displays his love for us in this that christ died for the ungodly right mm-hmm. um how is it that we can become godly people mm. purveyors A- of god well connected
1: to the past how can we actually become the church how, how are we yeah. introduced into it what what's it founded upon mm-hmm.
0: so uh, you want to read it? I, I, the answer is in the rest of the verse. Yeah, I'll read
1: it. Okay. So, it says, Great indeed. We confess is the mystery of godliness. He was... And he, here we he have a... This is a wonderful hymn. God? He, yes. God, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was manifested in the flesh, mm-hmm. vindicated by the spirit, seen by angels... Proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. So someone needs to
0: take that and turn that into a hymn. We need some music. It's for... already a hymn. Why? It's a hymn. Yeah, but hymn it's hymn rather rather unsung <laughs> right now.
1: Right. right. Maybe they sing it. They, they very well may yeah. have. I, I think most people look at this and go, Paul is not – this isn't yeah. unique to Paul. This is. He's quoting something that they're familiar with and they've mm-hmm. already been likely using – Um, In in worship, yeah.
0: um, As they talk about God and
1: Christ, and yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So let's let's break. You want to break the hymn down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So again, this is the mystery of godliness revealed, unveiled. Mm -hmm. We'll go line by line.
1: Line by line. Okay.
0: He was manifested in the flesh.
1: Manifested in the flesh. Yeah. So Jesus, Mm -hmm. who is. God manifested in the flesh. We're we're definitely saying Paul is on the same page with the gospel writers. He he has the same idea in mind.
0: That's right. We call that the incarnation. Yep, incarnation. Incarnation. So he was manifested in the flesh. Mm -hmm. So At the, the foundation of the church, the foundation of godliness is that God became a man. Yep. Without ceasing to be God. Yes. Which is... It's... Yeah. We, we get too
1: inured to it where it's just like, okay, yeah, we right. say that. That's, that's pretty amazing. That, <laughs> yeah. it, and in fact... That's what we're confessing. Well, in fact, I mean, yeah. many of the Jews rejected Jesus on purely that fact. It was that's Basically, right. you're you're claiming for the creature something You've that... You've
0: committed blasphemy. Only you shall die the cross. Yeah. Because you're saying that you're the son of God and making yourself equal with God. Right. Right. So... The first step in the mystery of godliness is he was manifested in the flesh. Vindicated the flesh. by the spirit?
1: Vindicated by the spirit? I would say basically that is ascension. Um, okay. I would say that is basically he's He's tying together both his incarnation mm-hmm. and then his taken up into heaven, which of course we're going to get to. But you know, we're talking mm-hmm. sending of the spirit. We're talking enthronement. We're talking mm-hmm. you know, a whole bunch of things swirling around. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately we're bringing together sort of the, the human aspect of what Christ accomplished with the more heavenly aspect of what he accomplished. Yeah. And both are the reality as we go forward, that we have this man who was crucified, but who lived first among us, United with the fact that he is now ascended, ruling in heaven, and has sent the Spirit to empower the Church, this thing that is the buttress hmm. of truth,
0: the, the, the pillar and buttress of truth. It's really interesting. Maybe it's because my brain is so I don't know. Like my brain works, I don't like dominoes. Yeah, very order, orderly fashion. I guess. Uh-huh. So it drives me a little crazy that the indicated by the Spirit is is the uh, the ascension. Well, we, not only because we get to the end, but of, only because he's instead of yeah. this being uh linear, this is that's what i
1: very like right. B A This is a lot of parallelism, and it's not yeah. just A B A B A
0: B either, it's A B B A A B. Well, and I've actually wondered too if I think I think some have understood it because they might their brains work like mine do, mine does, uh, like vindicated by spirit, like not the ascension, but like baptism. Okay, or, or something like that, the, the, the descent of the Spirit on him. He's 33 sure. at the beginning of his earthly ministry. He, his life is vindicated. He's, he is the sinless Son of God. This kind of thing. So you have some of those Maybe. manifestations, or those vindications of the Holy Spirit along the way as he as he yeah. goes. Yeah, transfiguration, street you know, transfiguration. I think we kind of normally
1: thing. talk about those as vindications. Though. That's, that's, that's what the we there. Yeah, yeah.
0: There, now, what's hard is, I mean, again, if you're looking at a Bible like mine, you have all these little bitty numbers, and you know, they're they're a couple of different ways that you can understand what he's trying to get at here. He's I saw two other ways that,
1: that I, I do see two other, two other you yeah. know, kind of ways of reading this that, that didn't quite treat it so yeah. pairwise mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. um, poem parallelism. Yeah. Um, one of them did actually treat this whole thing, and I know we're not quite even done with that, but more as uh, like almost, so it almost, almost treated it like hear how God, God working with man has operated in salvation. And so it just kind of treated it completely linearly. um, Although it kind of treated God's role at front and end, and then kind of stepped through from there. Um, And another one treated it more like almost a numbering for the six days of creation. And so almost a rehashing of creation where Jesus is, setting up a new creation in in the church Mm -hmm. which does have some elements that you can kind of see as you go into chapter four Um, there's some interesting stuff there i think it's a little bit more of a of a you have to kind of reach for it a little bit more it's not as clear in the passage but it is an interesting feature there are six things here and it does kind of set itself up for um in chapter four he does start talking about you know god created to be received you Mm -hmm. know with thanksgiving and prayer yeah
0: i wonder if we can just uh at least at the very least agree or kind of clarify here that at the very least it means that the Holy Spirit um, vindicated the life of Jesus as a godly life, a a perfectly godly life. So he's manifested in the flesh Mm -hmm. he becomes a man. He begins to live a human life while continuing to be the son of God. Uh, This next line seems to say at the very least, that the life that he lived as a man was a life that the Holy Spirit set his stamp upon and vindicated yeah. as perfect, the perfection of godliness mm-hmm. as a human being. Yep. Okay. The next thing is seen by angels. Mm-hmm. Anything there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I would take these two together at his birth. At his, at his they're, they're the, you think about angels at conception, angels at the birth, angels at the resurrection. I'm thinking all of those. Yeah, I don't right. think he's
1: actually being. Yeah, yeah he's not. It's, certainly, I wouldn't take this as a temporal, like linear thing for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I think he is talking about all of the angels, and so what I think we're really talking about is um, proclamation. So, yeah, t- think of the the angels who speak, even when John is being you know, brought into being and you know, saying, You're gonna proclaim right. this and then the angels at Jesus' birth, you know, yeah.
0: goodwill. Seems like to a good every peace. major step of his ministry his life and then ministry, right. Angels figure in there in yeah. some part. You're thinking about his temptation in the wilderness. After yeah. he's done he's battled there, who is it? What what kind of beings are are that come along and, you know, restore okay. him? It's, yeah. it's angels. Well, and you
1: have, you know, Hebrews, which, you know, is the ministers. Kind of, yeah, yeah. So the, yeah. The, the the but these are, you know, the angels long to look into these things that are now, you know, kind of unveiled, they're now revealed. First Peter. Um, uh, first
0: Peter. Yeah, yeah sorry, first not yeah. 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 They're angels a lot in Hebrews as yeah. well.
1: They but he's that's greater
0: great. than the angels he is that's the whole thing that's the whole thing he is yeah. that's right so he's manifest in the flesh he's then vindicated by the spirit mm-hmm. he's seen by angels and they're like wow mm-hmm. this guy is God in the flesh and he is perfectly godly at every step along the way and whatnot okay so next thing is proclaimed among the nations yeah so this is where I get like, this is see my linear brain this is where I'm working like how do we fit all these things together in the timeline between his incarnation and his ascension but at any rate Proclaimed among the nations. Yeah, I mean, so uh, if we, again, we kind of follow this
1: earthly, heavenly, we get heavenly, earthly. So we have now the angels, sort of the heavenly realm, proclaiming Jesus as Messiah. We have now men involved in this proclamation of Jesus as Messiah as well. Um, So as we look towards, you know, this is the mystery of godliness. Part of that means men redeemed, brought into unit, union with the church and with Christ himself, proclaiming he's victor, he's, he's conquered. That so is proclaiming hallelujah. he is yeah. manifested, proclaiming he is yeah. vindicated, proclaiming mm-hmm. that the angels see it and declare it, and then joining in with that themselves.
0: Yeah, the instrumentality of, our, of, of seeing sinners become saints. Right. Of seeing the ungodly become people who are capable of actual godliness. Yes. The, the, the instrument there is the proclamation of the God-man. It's the proclamation of exactly. Jesus Christ. This, guy who, this God incarnate, living this godly life, uh, being vindicated by the Spirit in his life, death, and resurrection, yes. seen by angels all along the way. They're like hallelujah to everything he does because he's perfectly godly. He is, again, he is the God-man, as Paul's already mentioned here in First Timothy. He has. Um, and now he's proclaimed among the nations. And so one of the things that seems to be instrumental in godliness is the proclamation of the gospel. A lot of times you and I talk about We think of the gospel as this one-time thing. You hear this thing one time, and then and then you get converted by it, and then you move along from the gospel. But here, yeah. Paul's actually telling Timothy that the proclamation of Christ or the proclamation of the gospel is again foundational, it's fundamental to for our sanctification. That's
1: right, and and our community sanctification as well. So mm-hmm. not just our personal sanctification, but us being the church mm-hmm. and growing in godliness.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's ultimately gospel based. Kind of reminds me of Colossians a little bit. I think it's in Colossians 1, 28, 29, somewhere around there, where he says, Him we proclaim, toiling with all his energy, in order that everyone might become mature, be presented as mature in Christ. Well, he's like, well, if we're going to present people mature in Christ, we need to preach this, and 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 this. And, this. and Paul's just like, actually... Yeah, it's it, you can, can just kind start start of bring produce. it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you do bring it back to yeah. gospel. Now right.
1: all those things then flush themselves out, That's but right. it 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 never yeah. quite leaves being
0: gospel-centered. Yeah. It's so interesting because when we think of sanctification, behavior, godliness, these kind of things, we think of that. I, I think it always run to like uh, I think it's Paul again in Second Corinthians three, and he talks about it as we behold the glory of the Lord, uh-huh. that we by the Spirit. Are being transformed from one degree of glory to another, so that the it seems like the again the key to sanctification, the key to having Christ formed in our hearts, the key to godliness is just seeing Jesus, seeing Jesus, the seeing glory of Christ in the power properly, of the Spirit,
1: properly accounting what yeah. Jesus has actually done for us, yeah, giving that honor, <laughs> giving Him glory, and doing that,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He then goes on and says, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world. So he brings faith. There's yep. faith in Christ in there. You cannot be a godly person if you have not believed in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we hear that maybe in the church in the context of, you know, cultural South, uh, Christian South. And we go, well, of course. <laughs> but but you take that to everywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and so you take it to the Dalai Lama. You take it to whoever. You say, the only way that you can be godly. Yeah. Yeah is by believing in Jesus Christ. Right. Do you have anything you want to I, I mean, add there? Our, our world doesn't
1: like it. I mean, the Catholic Church mm-hmm. even today is, is very much mm-hmm. on an inclusivistic bent. You can you can basically assent that Jesus is required for salvation. Everything about salvation depends on him, but you don't have to know it. Mm-hmm. And, and Paul kind of looks at that and goes, Acknowledged. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's actually believed on in the world. And it's actually that that is important that it is believed on in the church as a gathering of people who are not just proclaiming it, but they're changed because they believe it because they acknowledge it because they realize their guilt and they Mm -hmm. do come in repentance to, to Christ.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the final thing then, so we'll go back through here. Uh This is, this is the, the, the mystery of God. He, God, was manifested in the flesh, was vindicated, vindicated by, by the, spirit, the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the among nations, the believed on in the world, and then this last bit is taken up in taken glory. Taken up in glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what does that contribute to the, the mystery of godliness that we confess? Well,
1: I, there's a couple of different things here. So one, obviously, it's tightly tied to our empowerment as the church. So again, sending of spirit, but also commissioning Mm -hmm. for a task. Mm -hmm. You know, it it could be very possible that God set up a people who are, well, we're just meant to be good. Mm -hmm. We're not meant to proclaim or we're not meant to, you know, have a message or we're not necessarily meant to tell people about Christ. Maybe God was just going to do it on his own. Mm -hmm. But instead we have tightly linked how Jesus departs with actually commissioning us to do a work
0: yeah, um, so right. I think
1: that's that's tied together, and who what the church is, what its identity is.
0: And on that one, I think of there's a big thick book in that silver series of books on biblical silver theology. Yeah, they're they're all silver. Okay, I can't remember <laughs> I can't remember what. Um, Man, I'm
1: gonna go to the library and I'm gonna check for N- silver N- books.
0: NBT, N- they're, they're on biblical theology. Nice, and it's G.K. Beale. And he has a book called, I think it's The Temple and the Church's Mission. Okay. And so when I think of this, again, we're talking, taken up in glory, thinking of the exaltation or the ascension of Christ and right. his session. But at the same time, we see, of course, in the book of Acts that, like you mentioned, it's the, it's the then the gift, the descent of the Holy it's Spirit to uh-huh. be to our advantage, not only with us, but indwelling us yeah, so that we now become as a body as a congregation as an assembly of people we become the temple right of god right and we now are like you said equipped and dwelled by the spirit equipped mm-hmm. to carry out the mission right great commission mission yeah. great commission. into the world Well, and
1: then there's also the element of this. So taken up in glory is going to also feed right into our, go back to Hebrews again, ultimately Christ's session, his his basically position to plead our case um, as one of us, Mm -hmm. but without sin, um, who says, I've covered this one, ultimately. Um, And so we have somebody we can go to when we struggle with sin, when we yeah. struggle with temptation, we have an advocate again. Yeah. So, so all of a sudden this taken up in glory is, is an implication that mm-hmm. or implies that we have that availability. We have right. Christ's ear because he's yeah. made us his friend.
0: Yeah. And when we think of godliness too, I think Paul brings us up in Titus. We, we can look both backward and forward. Mm-hmm. We can, we've already said we, we can look at to his incarnation. Right. We can look to his We can look to his his example. Yes, exactly. His life that was vindicated by the Spirit. Uh, We can look at that and be encouraged and exhorted and equipped for godliness. How to fight temptation and put off sin and all these kinds of things. But we can also look ahead and go, our Savior has triumphed over sin. He's triumphed over death. He's triumphed over the world. He's now seated on the throne. We are, by the Spirit now, we are regenerated. We are united Mm -hmm. to someone who has conquered all these things. Right. So when we look upward to glory or future to his return, we're we're looking at our future destiny. Mm -hmm. All these things that come after us now to destroy us, whether temptation, sin, devil, world, all these things, they are going to be under our feet. Mm. When we see him on the throne, we see ourselves right. on the throne. And so that light in him, right? In him. In him. And, and in, in the, the future. Right. I mean, yeah. there's
1: a, there's certainly a relationship that's now established. Yeah. But I think this, this is where Paul is going to go in that right. we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Right. All the, the things are true, but some of those are, they are for, for the future and we don't want to start acting like we're yes. ahead of ourselves in godliness and holiness.
0: That's right. But like in Ephesians, he's going to tell us, like, you are seated Seated. with Christ Uh, in the heavenly places in some way already. Right. And so, but to use that then for fuel for godliness. Right. I'm in Christ, and I'm seated with Christ in the heavenly places. That's supposed to motivate us to live heavenly lives. Yeah. It's the same language as,
1: you know, you've been purchased at at cost. Therefore, Mm -hmm. your lives are not your own. Yeah. Yeah you're you're purchased to live holy lives and then you're empowered by the spirit to live holy lives so you have all this stuff that you purchased with yeah there's purpose purpose there's mission there's empowering there's all these things kind of swirling around Mm -hmm. in what christ has done from birth to death to resurrection so
0: yes okay so if you were going to just kind of put a nice little bow on these three verses what would your Mm. how would you do that
1: yeah everything about who we are as as believers and as a, a, a entity called the church is ultimately rooted in Christ's work mm-hmm. both past and present and future everything we are is is rooted in that
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: you know, these verses are sort of the pivot point the peak of Paul's letter mm-hmm. here but i think paul is kind of hinting at the fact that this is sort of the the peak moment for God's people mm. is Christ's work for them. Yeah, that's ultimately that's the, that's the highlight.
0: Yeah,
1: That's what everything you look back to, look forward to, look <laughs> you look to. Yeah. So
0: yeah, uh, again, I think he is as as a people. not again, like you mentioned, the we're talking universal church or global church or whatever you want uh, to talk. about. The church, the capital church. capital C, capital C. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but concretely in local churches as well, mm-hmm. uh, we are called to be set apart. Yeah, we are called to be different from the world around us uh, in how we honor the Lord in everything, mm-hmm. uh, how we um, submit ourselves to the truth of His Word, mm-hmm. um, and uh, how we love one another. Yeah, how we go after even our enemies mm-hmm. um, with with grace and truth. But I think again, the, the the thing here that He's trying to focus us on is that behavior is rooted in a body of doctrine. Sure. It's rooted, and more than doctrine, like you said, a living person. Right.
1: Yeah, I think that's...
0: It's rooted in the gospel. And so it's not, even though we might get tired of saying it, in order for the church to be what the church is, this Mm -hmm. pillar and buttress of truth, this household of God, this church of the living God, we have to be gospel-centered. Right. It's right at the center of the letter. Mm-hmm. The mystery of godliness is manifest in the flesh, vindicated by the spirit, be seen by angels, proclaimed yeah. in the world, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. Yeah. So incarnation to ascension and all these things, it's, it's centered around the person and the work of Jesus Christ and all that means for us in terms of the outpouring, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, is empowering in our lives to make us a people of God.
1: Yeah. A people of God who does what god has called us to do so mm-hmm. there, there's both the, the the sort of the identity elements but there's also the mission yeah. sending you know kind of characteristics of that that are part of the identity still
0: yeah but as this is a hymn i don't know maybe it's saying something about the kind of music that we should be saying in the churches maybe I don't know, george has giving me a weird look at this point so no no that that, that works
1: <laughs> it's it's music very matters. very Shorts short matter. that's true that is true <laughs> We have, we have here a hymn, and it talks about who Christ is, yep. the mission he's given us. It yep. talks about angels. It talks about um, the, the resurrection. It talks about the ascension. It talks about the sending spirit. Center. Lots of things. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: All right. So uh, I think that's it. I think we're done. Oh, that's great. Gospel centered. Be gospel centered. Focus on Jesus and thank God for the Holy Spirit. Absolutely.